Oh, hello there, stranger. You're probably wondering where your old host is. He has asked me to step in for him today. Don't worry, you're in good hands. So how about you take a seat by the fire, relax, and enjoy my story. Short Life of Uriel Septum VII by Rufus Hain. Third Era, 368-389. Strategist and Conciliator. The early decades of Emperor Uriel's life were marked by aggressive expansion and consolidation of imperial influence throughout the Empire, but especially in the East, in Morrowind and Black Marsh, where the Empire's power was limited. Imperial culture was weak, and native customs and traditions were strong and staunchly opposed to assimilation. During this period, Uriel greatly benefited from the arcane support and shrewd counsel of his close advisor, the Imperial battle mage Jagger Tharn. The story of Uriel's marriage to the Princess Kalavoria is a less happy tale. Though she was a beautiful and charming woman, and greatly loved and admired by the people, the Empress was a deeply unpleasant, arrogant, ambitious, grasping woman. She snared Uriel Septum with their feminine wiles, but Uriel Septum thereafter soon regretted his mistake and was repelled by her. They heartedly detested one another and went out of their ways to hurt one another. Their children were the victims of this unhappy marriage. While his agile mind and vaunting ambition, Uriel soon outstripped his master in the balanced skills of threat and diplomacy. Uriel's success in co-opting House Lalu as an advanced guard of imperial culture and economic development in Morrowind is a noteworthy example. However, Uriel also grew in pride and self-assurance. Daggertharn fed Uriel's pride and hiding behind the mask of an outpaced former master counselor, Tharn purchased a complete trust that led finally to Uriel's betrayal and imprisonment in Oblivion, and Tharn's secret usurpation of the Imperial Throne. Third Era, 389-399. Betrayed and Imprisoned. Little is known of Uriel's experience while trapped in Oblivion. He says he remembers nothing but an endless sequence of waking and sleeping nightmares. He says he believed himself to be dreaming, and had no notion of the passage of time. Publicly, he long claimed to have no memory of the dreams and nightmares of his imprisonment, but from time to time, during the interviews with the Emperor that formed the basis of this biography, he would relate details of nightmares he had, and would describe them as similar to the nightmares he had when he was imprisoned in oblivion. He seemed not so much unwilling as incapable of describing the experience. But it is clear that the experience changed him. In the Third Era 389, he was a young man, full of pride, energy, and ambition. During the Restoration, after his rescue and return to the throne, he was an old man, grave, patient, and cautious. 
He also became conservative and pessimistic, where the policies of his early life were markedly bold and even rash. Uriel accounts for this change as a reaction to and revulsion for the early teachings and Council of Jagartharn. However, Uriel's exile and oblivion also clearly drained and wasted him in body and spirit, though his mind retained the shrewd cunning and flexibility of his youth. The story of Tharn's magical impersonation of the Emperor, the unmasking of Tharn's imposture by Queen Berenziya, and the roles played by King Edwire, Rhea Silmane, inner champion in assembling the Staff of Chaos, defeating the renegade Imperial Battle Mage Jagger Tharn, and restoring Uriel to the throne, is treated at length in Stern Gamboge's excellent three-volume Biography of Berenziya. There is no reason to recount that narrative here. Summarized briefly, Jagger Tharn's neglect and mismanagement of imperial affairs resulted in a steady decline in the Empire's economic prosperity, allowed many petty lords and kings to challenge the authority of the Empire, and permitted strong local rulers in the East End to the West to indulge in open warfare over lands and sovereign rights. Third Era, 399-415 to Restoration, the Miracle of Peace, and Vardenfell during the Restoration, Uriel Septim turned from the aggressive campaign of military intimidation and diplomatic accommodation of his early years and relied instead on clandestine manipulation of affairs behind the scenes, primarily through the agencies of the various branches of the Blades. A complete assessment of the methods and objectives of this period must wait until after the Emperor's death when the voluminous diaries archived at his country estate may be opened to the public, and when the Blades no longer need to maintain secrecy to protect the identities of his agents. Two signal achievements of this period point to the efficiency of Uriel's subtle policies, the Miracle of Peace, also popularly known as the Warp in the West, that transformed the Iliac Bay region from a ruly assortment of warring petty kingdoms into the well-ordered and peaceful modern counties of Hammerfell, Sentinel, Wayrest, and Orsinium, and the colonization of Vardenfell, presided over by the skillful machinations of King Helsith of Morrowind and Lady Berenziya, the Queen Mother, which brought Morrowind more closely into the sphere of imperial influence. Third Era, 415-430, The Golden Peace, King Helsith's Court, and the Nine in the East. Following the miracle of peace, best described in Per Vedersen's Daggerfall of Modern History, the Empire entered a period of peace and prosperity comparable to the early years of Uriel's reign. With the Imperial heartland and west solidly integrated into the Empire, Uriel was able to turn his full attention to the east, to Morrowind. Exploiting conflicts at the heart of Morwen's monolithic tribunal religion and the long-established Great House system of government, and taking advantage of the terrible threat that the corrupted divine beings at the heart of the tribunal religion presented to the growing colonies of Vardenfell, Uriel worked through shadowy agents of the Blades and through the court of King Helseth in Mornhold to shift the center of political power in Morwen from the Great House's councils to Helseth's court and took advantage of the collapse of the Orthodox Tribunal cults to establish the Nine Divines as a dominant face in Lalu and Vardenfeld districts. Hasfad Anablis' treatment of the establishment of the Nine in the East in his four-volume Life and Times of the Nerevarine is comprehensive. However, he fails to resolve the central mystery of this period. How did Uriel know about the prophecies of the Nerevarine, and how did he learn of their significance? The definitive resolution of this and other mysteries must await the future release of the Emperor's private papers, or our relenting of the Blade's strict policies of secrecy concerning their agents. Hey guys, it's me, Ansel again. 
I hope you enjoyed the narration from Saul, or ABGUS Gamer, as some of y'all may know him. Make sure to leave him some love down in the comments. This is his first technically, yeah, this is technically his first video ever. So yeah, leave him some love in the comments down below. Also, make sure to leave a like while you're down there, and subscribe if you haven't already. And until then, may every chest you search not have the beacon of Meridia in it.